Simba Sleep sells more than 100 million pounds of mattresses a year through its website. In this podcast episode, we're going to see how they're doing it and what digital marketing lessons we can learn and apply ourselves, whatever we're selling and whoever to. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name is Tim Cameron Kitchen. I'm best-selling digital marketing author and head ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency. We help our clients to generate more leads and sales through their website. And that is exactly what this podcast is for, to help you generate more leads and sales through your website. In this episode, we're going to be analyzing the digital marketing of Simba Sleep. Now, if you don't know, the mattress market has been disrupted. Direct consumer mattress brands have been breeding like weeds over the last few years. And it's estimated that 200 different brands are rolling up mattresses, putting them in boxes and shipping them to consumers in the US alone. 200 D2C mattress brands in the US alone. Now, of course, when any market blows up like this, this attracts a huge amount of investment and can lead to a sort of customer acquisition at all costs mentality across the brands in the space trying to compete for number one, trying to compete for who's generating more top line revenue so they can pick up more investment. All of this can make it difficult to maintain profitability. Now, what's interesting about Simba and one of the reasons we've picked them is they are profitable. Not hugely, 100 million in sales in 2020, their last um, confirmed uh, year of accounts, 3 million of profit during that time. So not hugely profitable, but given their track record, this is incredible profitability. So what does all of this mean? Well, to win in this space, you have to be at the very top of your game. Another reason we chose Simba for this deep dive is we want to see what the UK's leading player, in fact, UK and Europe's leading player in this space is doing with their digital marketing. And as always, draw out the lessons that we can all apply to our marketing, whether or not we're direct consumer, e-commerce, or even the sort of people that buy mattresses without lying on them in store. So we're going to analyze what they're doing really well with their website, what they're doing really well with their digital marketing, and also the areas of opportunity for growth. At the end, I'm going to give you three action prompts that you can use to go and analyze your own digital marketing based on the learnings from this Simba case study. And you can go off and apply these and get some better results with your marketing. But first, let's talk about Simba and how you would win in a space like mattresses. So by the way, this works for any business in any space. But the main thing for a business like this, when they're in a very competitive direct consumer market, there are two levers that they can play. They can increase the number of sales and they can increase their average order value. Now, the key thing for a brand like Simba selling a mattress, which people might buy every five, seven, 10 years, is they're probably not going to be selling loads of them to each customer. Yes, of course, there are going to be people that are buying for multiple beds in their house or in different houses that they own. But this is relatively likely to be a single purchase. So increasing the average order value by offering different types of mattress and also accessories is going to be really key. Remember, if you're generating more profit per sale than your competitors, that means that you can invest more in marketing to attract those competitors. 
If you're at the real low end of the market and you're very, very low prices, very low profit margin, that really limits what you can do with marketing. And in something like this, where there is so much investment cash plowing in, it might be that you're just not able to compete in the space. So it's really important for Simba to both convert as many of the visitors on their website as possible, but also to maximize the revenue that they're generating from each one. So let's look at how they're doing this. First of all, I'm going to talk you through the product page. Now for Simba, like any e-commerce business, any direct consumer business, the product page, this is really where the rubber meets the road. This is where every purchaser of a Simba mattress has to make that sale. So it's a really key page. And on this page needs to be answered every possible question and objection that somebody might have before purchasing. Now the Simba product page layout isn't massively unexpected. It's pretty much what we would expect. So uh, we've got a product image over on the left hand side with some other sub product images and we actually have a product video as well. This is more like a kind of demonstration video showing different springs being tested and that type of thing. It's quite technical. Um, and there's a, a journalist person who's introducing it, which gives it a kind of infomercial feel. It's only a minute long though. So we've got four different images. We don't really see too much of what's inside the mattress. We don't see anybody lying on the mattress. There are no people anywhere to be found really in Simba's marketing other than in this product video, which is the kind of infomercial type thing. So that's on the left-hand side of the page on desktop, obviously uh, above the fold on mobile. Then we've got the product headline, the Simba Hybrid Mattress. We've got some reviews for credibility. We've got their um, carbon uh, neutrality and recyclable material um, kind of little logos, and then a bit of text about the products. We've got a paragraph. It's a decent-sized paragraph, but then there's only a paragraph. Um, and we've got a price, both uh, one payment and also on split monthly payments as well. We've got delivery terms, then we've got a size checklist where you can choose a different mattress size and you've got upsells right on the product page. So you can click to add a mattress protector and a sleep bundle, which basically gives you a couple of pillows and a mattress protector, and you can buy a bed base as well. Now the bed base is a new thing from Simba, they haven't always offered it, but at the same cost as the mattress, what they're looking to do is significantly increase their average order value, which means that they can invest more in their marketing and increase the profitability of each order. Underneath all of that, we've got the add to cart button. And then off we go. So there's quite a lot of stuff going on above the fold here, but it is all designed to either answer objections with the product images and the product video or increase average order value with all of these upsells. If we scroll further down the page, we see that they've got four benefit pieces. They've got free delivery, risk-free 200-night trial, 0% finance, and 10-year guarantee. So this is my first kind of um, room for opportunity for growth. These things, these four benefits, they should go in a benefits bar. If you've got benefits that work across all of your products on your site, for example, you offer free delivery, you offer a free trial, you offer 0% finance, you offer a guarantee, then put them in a benefits bar across your sites. That's a bar that sits underneath the menu showing people these common benefits across everything. That means a visitor on the page instantly sees why they should buy from you rather than a competitor. You've instantly knocked out four key objections here. Now on the Simba site, you actually have to scroll down to see that delivery is free, which is really not ideal. So putting it nice and prominent as a benefits bar would make that immediately obvious to people. We've then got um, some pretty decent kind of Apple-ish sales copy. You know how on Apple product page, you have different aspects of the product kind of highlighted and they use some 
you know, their own terminology about this. You know, they call a, a screen with curved edges. They would call this a liquid retina screen, right? Rather than a curved edges, high resolution screen. They use their own terminology to give it more credibility and to make it um, so that other competitors can't, you know, compete on that. Well, Simba does a similar thing. We've got the Simba AeroCoil Micro Spring Comfort Layer, which means it's got little springs in, right? And then they tell you a bit about how this all works, and there's a video showing you a, a kind of render of it close up. We've then got the Simba SimbaTex Foam. Well, this is just memory foam, basically, that keeps you a bit cool. We've then got the five layers of engineered comfort and all this type of stuff. So as we go down, we've got these kind of five benefits to buying Simba, and they range from product features to the fact that it's engineered to cut waste. Now, at the bottom of the page, we've got our awards, and this is really important. One of Simba's kind of leading propositions or leading aspects of their propositions is the third-party credibility. So we'll notice when we look at their Facebook ad copy later on that they really use strongly um, third-party awards, things like Good Housekeeping Institute, uh, Men's Health Lab, UK approved. We've got other ads for T3 and um, I think Living, etc. as well. It's also voted product of the year in the mattress category uh, in 2020. So they've got that logo as well. So they're using these to build credibility. One of the challenges if you're buying a mattress or if you're buying a, something like that, which is you know, it's fairly difficult to identify the differences between different mattresses just from reading sales copy, is that consumers need a way of shortcutting to work out what the best option for them is. And these sorts of names that they already know, these magazines, these news sites or whatever, these give a shortcut to credibility because I can immediately say, well, if Good Housekeeping likes it, then that's good enough for me. So it's a really smart move on their part. We've then got some other reasons why you should buy uh, from Simba. And then we've got their hybrid mattress range. So there's three different products that they sell, and these are shortcuts to each of those. We're going to talk about them a little bit later on because it actually proves a bit of a challenge for them to market like this. We've then got the reviews, and they have a lot of reviews. We've got 81,000 reviews on their site, 4.8 average star rating, and then you can see a snapshot of them. We've got some FAQs at the bottom, and then we've got subscribe to our newsletter. We'll keep you up to date with all the Simba news and offers, which if you're a listener to the Exposure Ninja podcast, you know that subscribe to our newsletter is a total washout call to action if you want people to subscribe to your newsletter. Call it almost anything else, right? But we're going to talk about later how Simba should be positioning themselves as thought leaders in sleep. This will be a perfect opportunity to get people who are interested in sleep, interested in improving their sleep, to subscribe to something where they're getting help to do this. However, Simba's totally missed they haven't even just missed the ball. They're on a different pitch when it comes to that side of things. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. So there's some pretty good stuff here. This is a decent product page. Um, it's a pretty straightforward checkout experience. There are no surprises. There's no obvious dropped balls, as you would expect for a company that has sold 100 million pounds of mattresses through a product page. The product page is performing reasonably well. Now let's talk about this average order value piece, because in many ways, this is probably going to define who wins this sector because whoever can generate the most profit per order or whoever can pay the most per customer acquisition and still remain in profit, they are most likely to expand and scale and win. So as we said earlier, Simba has different product types. They've got three different mattresses. They've got their straightforward one. They've got another one which is slightly better and then they've got another one which is better than that. So Simba Hybrid, Simba Hybrid Pro, Simba Hybrid Lux. Now they've differentiated these 
by the number of layers of mattress material and the depth of the mattress. Now, if you think about the average consumer, they have no way of telling whether five layers or seven layers is, you know, they have no way of telling whether the hybrid or the hybrid pro is going to be better. The only thing that we can understand is the number of layers, well, more layers surely equals better, and the depth, because surely more depth means that you're getting more stuff for your money. This works. I can attest that this works because uh, having analyzed this site, I've bought a Simba Hybrid Lux for myself, which is the top range one. So it's just for those people who are like me, who just want, right, you're going to be using this mattress for a while. What's the best one I can get? That one is the one I want. And I want some kind of reason to justify it to the small fragment of my brain that is sometimes semi-logical. And that justification is, well, you're getting double the number of layers that you are in a Simba Hybrid, which is only five layers. So therefore, it must be better. So if your customers can't choose between your different options, you need to anchor it back to something that they understand. Simba has done that with layers. It's a smart move. Um, okay, related products, really easy to add because you can add them on the product page even before you've added the main thing to your cart, which is really straightforward. There's also upsells in the cart as well. So there's lots that's good about this website and their product range, and they are clearly trying to boost conversion rate and average order value. The lesson here, of course, is that if you're selling some sort of direct consumer product, how can you do everything that you possibly can to maximize that average order value, whether it's offering related products, whether it's offering a pro and a luxe version to allow those people who are gullible idiots and will just buy whatever is the best that's on offer, i.e. me, how can you offer us a way of upselling ourselves and giving more money for essentially something which is basically the same and then giving their tiny, tiny percentage logical brain some sort of reason to upsell onto that. Worked for me, like I say. Okay, um, so that's the website. Now let's look at how they're driving traffic to it. So they've really got three main strands here. There's, of course, non-direct um, non uh, digital stuff as well. So they run ads and all that type of stuff too. We're going to be looking mainly at SEO, pay-per-click, and paid social as their three channels, as these seem to be the ones that they are putting most attention into. Now, if we start with SEO, they're actually generating some decent traffic volumes. SE ranking is estimating 170k visits per month. Now, I would always be really skeptical with the visitor numbers on an SEO tool but we can use it for comparison terms. And the fact is that it's unlikely to be out by an order of magnitude, 170K visits. But one of the main things for Simba is that most of their traffic is branded search. If we take out any keywords that include the word Simba in, we see that actually lots of this traffic gets stripped out and they're not ranking particularly well for non-branded terms, i.e. things like double mattress or single mattress. So um, for example, the phrase uh, Simba mattresses estimated 90,000 searches per month. They're ranking top of Google for it, as you would expect. Lots of uh, relevance there. You would hope that they're ranking well for that. Whereas if we go down for something like mattress, uh, single mattresses, that's 90,000 searches per month, so more than their brand. Double mattresses, similar sorts of search volume. But these are phrases that Simba is ranking on page three for. So they're way off the mark there. And these pages aren't getting the visibility that I'm sure Simba would like. So the next logical question becomes, of course, then, well, how would they improve the visibility for a phrase like double mattress? And how would you compete for something that is so competitive? This is a tricky space. Remember, you've got established brands 
who are ranking really well and have been doing digital marketing for, you know, decades. They've been doing SEO since the early 2000s. How is Simba, who is a relatively new upstart, going to compete against that? Well, if we take a look at the page that is ranking for the phrase double mattress, and I'm going to try and explain this without getting too detailed on Simba, because I appreciate you're not running Simba. You don't actually care about Simba. You care about the lessons that you can apply to your own digital marketing. But nevertheless, there are lessons in this. So I'm going to give some specific details about why Simba isn't ranking better for these searches because there is a chance that it could be relevant to you. And there are some important SEO lessons from this here as well. So the page that is ranking for a phrase like double mattress is a page called, unsurprisingly, double mattresses. And it's at simbasleep.com forward slash product forward slash double mattress. Now, when you go on this page, what you see is their double mattress from one of their product ranges. So their basic double mattress. And this is a product page, okay? And what they've done is on their website, because they've noticed that they need to have pages targeting phrases like single mattress, double mattress, king size, super king, queen size mattress, they've created separate pages for each of these terms. Now, these are basically duplicate pages to their product page. So you've got the Simba hybrid mattress page, and then they've created a page to target the double mattress phrase, which is the Simba hybrid double mattress page. This has a different heading. It says Simba hybrid double mattress. It has a different page title, which also says double mattress, and it's got a small amount of slightly different copy above the fold. Then the rest of the page is exactly the same as their core product page. So what this means is that each of these different mattress size pages is essentially a duplicate of all of the others. If you look at the single mattress page, the double mattress page, the queen size page, their content is completely identical, save for this little top piece of text at the top and a few FAQ accordions at the bottom. Now, the challenge for Simba is that they have ordered their products by product range. If you go on their main menu, their mattresses are ordered by product range. So they're hybrid, they're pro, and they're luxe. They've also got sizes, but really these, um, these sizes pages are completely an afterthought. There is no attempt to make these good quality size pages. So what I need to do is contrast this with other high ranking pages for a phrase like double mattress. So if you search for double mattress in the UK, the top ranking page is Dreams. Dreams sells beds. They sell loads of different mattresses. They don't make their own mattresses, I don't think. Um, But anyway, what what you land on the ranking page is a category page. And in fact, all of the pages that are ranking for double mattresses term are either category pages or info guides on third party sites. So what's happening here is Simba is trying to compete with category pages, but it's presenting a page that is completely different. It's presenting a product page and it's full of duplicate content at that. So they're presenting something which is really low quality and they are losing in ranking against much better, more useful, more relevant other pages. So the first thing that they could do to improve their ranking for these different mattress size terms is to create better pages for single mattress, double mattress, etc., which would talk about what sizes double mattresses are and then compare their different products in the range. And so you could see, well, you can get this mattress in double, you can get this mattress in double. So it's basically a category page for their own products. Now, again, I don't want to go too much into them because I realize you're not listening for them. But the lesson here 
is making sure that you are um, you're trying to rank a page which is very similar in intent to the pages that are already ranking. If you're trying to beat a product category page with a product page, that can often be difficult because a product category page gives people more choice. If you're trying to outrank a blog post, an information page with a product page, well, that can often be difficult as well because if Google is ranking blog pages, that shows it's an informational search. That means there's informational intent. People want to research. So we need to make sure that we're matching our target page with the stuff that is already ranking. I hope that makes sense. Another thing that we notice, if we compare the best ranking pages with Simba's uh, size pages, is that the best ranking pages have a much better link profile. For example, the Dreams Double Mattress page has 36 referring domains, according to SE Ranking, 238 backlinks. Contrast this with Simba, 11 domains, 19 backlinks. So less than a tenth of the number of links. And driving links to key pages on your site is a really good way of improving their ranking. So um, now, by the way, Simba could easily drive links to the core pages on their website. In fact, they've got, I uncovered a brilliant idea, a brilliant kind of strategy thing that they're running um, where they have their sleep experts. They have a resident sleep expert who's a psychologist and she goes off and gets content published on different sites like Mail Online, the Daily Mail's website, which is really you know high authority, really um, prominent site. Lots of people want to get links there. So they're getting this content published on the site and it's talking about Simba, but it never links. It doesn't link back to their site. So what they could do to take this strategy to the next level is whatever relationship they've got with the Daily Mail, make sure they're getting those links pushing through to product category pages. So for example, let's say that the sleep um, expert was writing a guide on you know, how to level up your bedroom over Christmas or how to make sure you get the best night's sleep in the new year or New Year's resolutions around sleep and how to make sure you're getting the best night's sleep uh, if, if that's one of your resolutions where you could talk about different bed sizes. So some people, even if they're sleeping alone, prefer to sleep in a double bed because it gives them more space, blah, blah, blah. And then where it says double bed, you can link through to your product category page. So there's ways to get those links. And the fact that they're already getting visibility on these sorts of publications, but not linking, just makes my SEO brain cry a little bit. So there are ways to do this. They are not doing as well as they could be with SEO, but it is encouraging to see that this is a really important channel for them and there is potential there for further growth. Now let's have a look at their key, uh, their pay-per-click. So this is their search advertising. They're also spending a lot of money on advertising using Google Ads. Uh, for example, SE Ranking estimates they're spending around 190K a month, um, which again, I wouldn't necessarily trust the data as absolute, but it's not going to be, you know, they're not going to be spending 3K a month. <laughs> let's say that. Now, they're being really aggressive with their pay-per-click, as direct-to-consumer brands often are. They're advertising against all sorts of broad terms, things like mattresses, mattress, uh, double mattresses. They're advertising against competitor names, mattress Emma. Uh, they're advertising against even some stuff like mattresses sale, which given that Simba's mattresses are around between 600 and 2,000 pounds, and people searching mattress sale tend to be looking for something that's lower cost, I would question the sense of doing that. So I'd question whether they've really got a scientific enough approach with their pay-per-click. Certainly looking at this campaign, this really does look like a pretty kind of uh, spray and pray kind of approach. It looks like they're going really hard on everything and it's 
you know, I'm not 100% convinced that they're tracking conversions for each of these different keywords, let's say, because I think there was some stuff that they would maybe, uh, maybe be winding down a little bit. The other feedback on their pay-per-click ads is that all of their PPC ads are driving to, guess which page on their site they're driving to? Homepage. Yes, all of their PPC ads are driving through to the homepage, with, with a few very small exceptions. For example, Simba Pillow is driving through to the Pillow page. But other than that, um, driving through to the homepage. Now, this can be good, this can be bad. Sometimes it's a mistake if the website is selling a huge range of products and somebody then has to kind of hunt through different product pages and different menu options to find the thing that's right for them. So sometimes this is a really bad thing. Sometimes it's a good thing if the proposition in the, on the website is very straightforward. The website is an excellent sales tool, as it, to be fair, as it is with the Simba site. Their homepage is a really good entry point for the site because it does a really good job of setting the scene and establishing why people buy from Simba. But having said that, I would still like them to be a bit more granular. For example, if I'm searching for a double mattress, I don't necessarily need to go to the homepage. I could go to that amazing double mattress page that we just talked about, which talks about here are different types of double mattress and here's the difference between them. And here are some testimonials from people who've bought double mattresses from us. That will be much more relevant for me because it removes one step from my buying process, which is the sizing. I've already told you the size I want through my search terms. So why do I then have to go to the homepage and fight out through the whole process when you already know at least part of what I want. So I would say that there is opportunities for improvement here, but we'd need those pages on the website. So I think basically the reason that they're driving through to the homepage is because none of their other pages are sufficiently good landing pages to be able to convert that traffic significantly better. So there is definitely, definitely opportunity there. But yeah, this is, make no mistake, this is a no holds barred, heavy handed Newcomb approach to PPC, which is fine if you've got the cash to pay for it and if you're overall profitable, but this is not a business that is trying to be lean. So some good stuff there, some bad stuff there, but overall it's pretty typical all out DTC stuff. Let's turn our attention to their paid social ads and see what lessons are here for us. Now, when we look through their ads in the Facebook ad library, we can see very clearly that they are going for a kind of, that there's two angles. The first angle is a kind of science-backed technical thing. All the ad creative that they're using, it's all diagrams, it's all renders, it's you know pictures of the different layers of the mattress and it's looking quite scientific. The background images that they've got are kind of dots and they're science-y supposed to look like kind of, I don't know, it's almost like lab stuff. It's like technical specification type thing. And that's the angle that they're going with. They're going for, this is the best mattress kind of scientifically proven. The other flavor that they're using in their ads is this, what we talked about, third-party social proof. So for example, um, T3 winner awards. So T3 is a tech magazine. They know that's going to be popular with their target audience. Living, etc. Also, um, they've got featured on their, on their ads and they've got testimonials from those as well. So that's pretty good. It's good to use social proof. It's much more effective if T3 says you're the best mattress in the world rather than you're saying it about yourself. Um, so no complaints there. The one thing I would love to see them doing a bit more is experimenting with user-generated content style videos though. So we see a lot of DTC brands doing this when they're in the scrappy stage. 
You know, something like the Udi, who we looked at recently in a no-cut teardown on our YouTube channel, where they're using these kind of influencer-style videos, and they've got people talking about the product and saying things that the brand just couldn't really say about themselves uh, because they are, you know, it would come across as a little bit boastful or a little bit, you know, it's easy to see through that stuff. Whereas when an influencer or someone external says it, then it has much more credibility, even if it's being advertised by the brand's own page. So I'd love to see them taking that angle a little bit more. Because one of the things that comes across with all Simba's marketing is that there is such a lack of people. You very rarely see people anywhere on the website, anywhere in their marketing. And I don't know if this is intentional, but certainly on social media, that gives them a real opportunity. We're not going to talk too much about their organic social other than to say it's a complete washout. So they've got nothing. They're not posting anything on Instagram. The last thing that they posted was in 2020, I think, if I remember right. Let me just check. So yeah, the last uh, thing that they posted on their Instagram was a very, very long time ago. Uh, yeah, 71 weeks ago, so a year and a half ago. So they're not posting on Instagram at all. This is a hundred million pound business that doesn't use their Instagram account, which is super, super weird. But one of the reasons is, or one of the reasons appears to be, that when they post on social, they don't get a huge amount of engagement. So I can understand why they might have thought that this would be pointless. Well, one of the reasons that they're not getting much engagement is because it's not really personal at all. It's not the sort of stuff that people would necessarily go to social media for. What do you go to social media for? You go to be entertained, you go to be informed, you go to see people, basically social engagement tends to correspond with people. And you don't get a huge amount of that on Simba. It just doesn't seem to be their flavor. This is a bit sad. Um, it, it really is. This is a business that calls itself a sleep tech firm. So Simba is, you know, they don't, they don't, they don't make mattresses. They're a sleep tech firm. Well, if they're a sleep tech firm, then this is an opportunity to be a real thought leader in sleep. One thing that we haven't talked about is that they've actually got their own sleep app and this collects data from people that use it about different sleep times. So early in the uh, in lockdown, they had a bit of data about when people's wake up times were changing as lockdown started. This is amazing. People started sleeping later during lockdown. So they actually had some data about this and this could have formed the basis of their thought leadership. They could have gone out to all the media with this. They could have had some people talking about um, people's sleep cycles and how they can change at different times of year and how you can find your perfect sleep cycle. You know, you've got a resident sleep therapist, sleep psychologist person in the business. Let's get them front and center. Let's make this all about helping people to have better sleep. You know how Calm has become the champion of mindfulness. Calm isn't just meditation. Calm is helping people to be, you know, at peace and to enjoy the moment. Well, Simba could be that for sleep. This is such an important thing to all of us. And yet there's this huge opportunity. They just, particularly on their Facebook page, they are just posting promotional posts and they get super low engagement. The comments that they do get are people angry about missed deliveries or whatever. And it's just such an open goal for them to just side foot in, but for some reason they just don't do it. So this is really odd and something that's kind of frustrating um, because this is the next evolution of their marketing, okay? Rather than having to bid huge amounts for things like double mattress and going up against people that are more established in the space with SEO, as well as that, or rather than that, what they can do is build up this huge audience of people 
that are looking to optimize their sleep, looking to improve their sleep, even if they've only just bought a mattress or they've bought a mattress a few years ago and they're not in the market now, by turning that newsletter from being a newsletter into join the sleep crew or join the Simba sleep uh, optimizers or something, then you get tips from different sleep therapists and psychologists on the importance of sleep, how to find your right rhythm for you, how to make sure that your bedroom's set up to be optimal. And guess what? Promotional messages are such a good fit for something like this because they can talk about, hey, you know, one of the things that you want to look at is here's how to tell when you need a new mattress. And here are some of the considerations when you're buying a new mattress. And of course, if people have been listening to Simba as the kind of gurus in sleep over a period of time, when they come to make that choice, Simba is the natural one for them. So this isn't some kind of turn yourself into a media company and hope that people buy. This is very much in their space. This is super, super relevant. Turn yourselves into the sleep experts and people will buy. So there are loads of opportunities for all of our businesses to do this. Here I am on the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. We're a digital marketing agency. We sell the things that I'm talking to you about here. But if you're not in the market for it, then you might listen to us over a period of months or years, as many people have done. And then eventually when you are in the market, who is the natural choice is Exposure Ninja because we've been talking to you about this stuff for, in some cases, five, six, seven years. Some people's entire knowledge of digital marketing has come from Exposure Ninja. So who are they going to choose when it's time to choose an agency? Well, hopefully Exposure Ninja. Otherwise, all this has been a waste of time. But, but guess what? It, it really, really works. And you can do this too. So what is the space that you're in and how can you turn yourselves into the thought leaders or the kind of experts here? With Simba's sleep app, what they've done there is they've created something which gives them data, which they can then use in outreach, they can use to demonstrate their thought leadership. So it gives them some science behind the claim that they were, you know, they are experts in sleep. How could you do that? How could you collect information from your target customers or the audience that's out there in general, which would give you that credibility and allow you to share insight with the world through media, through, you know, your own social channels, through tips and tricks. How could you collect that data? Maybe it's an app, maybe it's a survey that you run each year, whatever. But there is a huge opportunity. By the way, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing or following or whatever your podcast platform allows you to do. Also, leave us a review. We really love reading the reviews. It makes our day, particularly Dale, who you may have seen in the YouTube videos on a Friday doing these marketing teardowns. He loves, loves, loves those five-star reviews. So please do leave us a review. Also, if you want some help with your digital marketing, don't forget you can request a free website and marketing review from the team here at Exposure Ninja. We will analyze your website, your digital marketing, and your competitors, and we will map you out some priorities that you can follow over the next six to 12 months to significantly increase the volume of leads and sales that your website is generating for you. To request this completely free review, go to ExposureNinja.com forward slash review. Also, when you're filling in that form, let us know that you heard us on the podcast as well. And one of our team will record you a 15 minute video, which we'll send to you by email, usually within two to three working days. Now it has come to my attention recently that a bunch of listeners to the podcast haven't requested their review. We know this because we met a whole bunch of people at a show that we did last week and people were saying things like, oh, I've been listening to you guys for ages. I haven't requested my review yet. And I'm here to tell you that sort of inaction is really, really deadly. <laughs> so go and request your review now. Let's wrap up then. What are the lessons that we can learn here? Oh, sorry. What are the lessons that we can take from Simba? And then um, what do we need to do? What are the three prompts I'm going to give you? So the good stuff about Simba, they're not over-reliant on any one channel. We've talked about this before. 
They've got good paid search visibility and they've got good organic search visibility. Now you could say, well, that's all search visibility, so it's still over-reliant. Yes, but you've got two different uh, strings to that bow. Yeah, that's the phrase I wanted. Now, of course, they could beef this up further with social. They're running Facebook ads. It looks like they're doing some decent volume of those, probably for retargeting and primarily as well. But of course, organic social is the big one. Huge potential across all organic channels to be the sleep experts because sleep is such a universal thing. It's the sort of thing that would do as well on YouTube as it would on TikTok. So massive opportunity there. Next thing they're doing really well. This is a decent website with well-designed, compelling pages. It uses social proof really effectively and sells the product well. So well that I bought one after reviewing it. So if you're selling something that risks being commoditized, there's a lot that you can learn from how Simba has illustrated why its products are different and better on those product pages. But we also learned today that if we want to rank well for competitive terms like double mattress, we need a page that, only if you're selling double mattresses, of course, we need a page that matches but improves on the existing pages ranking for that term. You're not going to beat category pages with a product page. You're not going to beat a blog post with a product page. You, you know, you have to match what's already there and just take it to another level. We learned that we need to be driving links to these key pages too if we want them to rank as well as very competitive, much more established competitors. We also learned that if we want engagement on our social media posts, they need to be interesting, relevant to visitors, not just promotional. If we're just pummeling people with promotional messages, eventually they're going to stop engaging with our posts. Any social channel's visibility algorithm is then going to reduce your visibility to that person. And over time, that becomes terminal. That becomes nobody's seeing my posts at all. So we need to make these interesting. If in doubt, if you're struggling to work out what you should be posting on your social, think about what social posts, uh, sorry, think about what social media influencers would post about your product. So for example, for Simba, uh, there's an amazing, uh, sorry, for Emma, which is a Simba competitor who does influencer marketing, by the way, and it seems to be working very well. And there is an incredible post from somebody called The Food Medic on Instagram talking about um, how, the, how, how they can tell when they're about to be on their period based on their sleeping patterns. And there's a very natural weaving in of Emma's products there, which is fantastic, right? That's the angle. That's the model that you want. If you look at an influencer, when they're posting, it's very rarely, hey, here's this thing, go and buy this thing. It's much more like, here's some information. Here's a sort of typical post that I would make and have woven a brand in. And that should be our model when we are posting online as brands as well. We should be seeking to inform and entertain, but weaving our brand in, not just boom, buy this thing, boom, buy this thing. I mentioned the Exposure Ninja Free website and marketing review. If I started this podcast by explaining how amazing we are and how really good at digital marketing we are and how you should go and get that review, you'd have tuned out. If I'd have then had a massive middle section about how amazing we are, you'd have tuned out. And if at the end, it was just CTA after CTA, you'd have tuned out. And yet on most brand social pages, when you go on their site, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever, that's basically what you're getting. You're getting pitching for starters, pitching for mains, pitching for desserts. When you go on an influencers page, the reason that the food medic has had over 4,000 likes on this post about Emma is because there is information there. There is stuff that people actually want, not just pitching. So if you want to learn what sort of content to post on social, look at influencers 
who are posting about your field, what are they sharing? That's the stuff that you should be posting. And above all, we learned how to collect our own data to make ourselves a thought leader. Simba have done this through their app. They're just not really using any of it. If we also, we also learned that if we don't actually use this data, we won't become a thought leader, just like Simba is not a thought leader in sleep, but they so could be. So above all, Simba is a brand doing well with potential to do significantly better. To be underutilizing social to this extent at this sort of revenue is frankly inexcusable. It doesn't look particularly good on their customer service either, which is you know, a main concern that you need to have an Instagram account at 100 million. There's another lesson here though. Done is better than perfect. Even at 100 million, Simba isn't crushing every single channel to win, even in a very competitive space. Having said that, Simba, sort your social out. <laughs> okay, so last up, I've got three next steps for you. Three questions, prompts, challenges. Number one is review your website's pages, particularly the pages that are about your products or service the pages that are really designed to sell you. Do these pages sell you as well as they could? Do they explain to customers why they should buy this thing and from you? Right, I'll repeat that. Do they explain why they should buy this thing and from you? Those are two separate things. If they don't, you've got work to do. Go and check out the Simba website and have a look for yourself. Second prompt, are the pages you're trying to rank in search the same type but better than what's already ranking for those keywords. Are the pages that you're trying to rank the same type, but better than what's already ranking for those keywords? This is the, are you trying to rank product pages when everyone else is ranking information pages? If you are, you're gonna have a bad time, right? So we need to match the type, but make sure that our pages are better. And finally, the final prompt for you today, is what you're posting on social truly interesting to your target audience? Even if you need to step outside your product, how could you be a thought leader in your space by helping your customers get the result that they're looking for? How can you be genuinely, genuinely interesting to your target audience on social? So I hope you found this useful. I hope that there are some tips in here that you can take away and go and apply to your digital marketing. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Also, go and check out our YouTube channel because we post video versions of every single podcast and we also have separate videos which don't make it to podcasts. Things like a no-cut teardown where I'll quickly show you in 10 minutes or so each week a key brand's digital marketing and the lessons that we can learn. So go and find Exposure Ninja on YouTube. Just go onto YouTube and type Exposure Ninja. You will find us and you'll see that there are loads of videos there. We're usually posting three times a week. Until next time, see you soon.